0: I was going into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters.
1: The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fuel. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Tashi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarky's Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy.
2: The outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Chad Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking about the Star Wars news out of D23 and San Diego Comic Con. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Uh, Before we go too much further, uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And, uh... It's been a while since we have recorded TSR. We had yes. family in town, so we spent a lot of time at the theme parks. Yes, uh, we did. so playing a little bit of catch up here. Uh, we'll <laughs> Thankfully,
1: start... we have a lot to talk about.
2: <laughs> we we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we will start with a uh, fixers flash, and as is tradition, Nancy, we start with you.
1: Uh, I have read several books since we recorded last. Uh, for the book club, I read Binti Home, which was the second pick for June. Originally, it was supposed to be for April, but uh, was ended up being moved. Um, and I also read Six Weeks, which is July's book club pick, which we will be recording an episode of probably next week or the week after that. Um, I absolutely loved Six Weeks. I gave it five stars on Goodreads. Uh, it's it's really good storytelling. Um, if if you're a writer, I recommend reading Six Weeks just because of the way she... Uh, it's by Mer Mar Lafferty, who is actually writing a story for this From a Certain Point of View anthology. Um but she, the way she weaves in backstory, um, and it just adds to that the story that is going on in the present, um, it's, it's really good. So I highly recommend it. It's about a uh, clone's murder mystery on a generation ship. That's so a pretty good pitch. It's really good. Uh, also, I re- con- f- concluded – well, no, I didn't conclude because there's still one more book. My uh, Aaron Alston – reread uh because I wanted to read all of his books. Um so I've reread Starfighters of Adamor and it's really good and funny and you should read it if you haven't yet.
2: Awesome. As for me, uh like I said we had family in town so I haven't done a whole lot in the geeky realm. Just played a little Horizon Zero Dawn when I had a couple minutes here and there.
1: Uh well we went to Disney a lot.
2: We did go to Disney a lot.
1: We kind of like Animal Kingdom now.
2: Yeah, we do. They, they have a nice <laughs> night show. It's that yeah, Animal Kingdom's finally we're finally warming up to it.
1: We saw um Pandora finally.
2: <laughs> we didn't do the Banshee ride though, because we were not gonna wait for three hours no. in line. Uh uh-uh. uh Nope. We'll try that one maybe in November.
1: Yeah, well we can get a fast pass. We can find you can finally start getting fast passes at the So when you book fast passes at Disney World, you can get if you're staying in a hotel, you can book them 60 days in advance of your check-in. Uh, if you are a annual pass holder, you can book them 30 days in advance. So, um, and you can book them up to seven days. So for annual pass holders, it's a lot harder to get fast passes for the in-demand rides because pretty much everyone who stays at the hotel gets them first. Uh, so... Two years later, you can finally start getting frozen fast passes at 30 days and Mine Train fast passes like four years or three years after that ride opened. Yeah. So maybe next year, the year after we can get the Banshee ride.
2: Maybe. Yeah. We finally did the frozen ride two years after it <laughs> right. opened. It was the first cute. time we've done it. It's cute. It was For cute. For the first
1: time in forever.
2: Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there.
1: So we are, uh, we will talk about this more later, but we are pretty much set on booking a hotel room for Star Wars Land when it opens, just so we can make fast passes for the rides at 60 days out.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, it's time for what's new on the blog. Uh, stuff that's been posted since we last convened here.
1: Uh, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of comic reviews from Bria. Uh, Rogue One number four, Star Wars number thirty-three, Doctor Afra number eight and nine, Darth the new Darth Vader number three, Darth Maul number five, which I think is the end of that, uh, miniseries, and Poe Dameron sixteen and seventeen, um. Bria also has been doing her next to the Old Republic replay and hit, uh, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce that planet name, Digzun, Digzun. I don't know. I did not play this game. Uh, Onderon, Telos, and Malachor. Uh, the Thrawncast relaunched uh, with its new host, Matthew Bowers, uh, and started reading The Truce at Bakura, which is... Uh, chronologically set right after um, the end of Return of the Jedi and it was the uh, next adult book released after um, the *Throne* trilogy um we also had a new episode of of Dyson Droids with the Rebel team. That was one of the geeky, geeky things. We yeah, did. that's
2: that's true. That's true.
1: That was really geeky and really fun. <laughs> I think that was my favorite episode. Yeah, we've that done was the most so fun far. I've had on that one. Because <laughs> we actually succeeded
2: at something,
1: kind of. Um, and as I said before, we have a new book club po- uh, recording for Binti Home.
2: And uh, hey, that brings us now to Deke's Dirt News from Around Fandom. When we start with the Forces of Destiny shorts, they're up. We should probably watch them. <laughs> we haven't watched them yet. Again, because we haven't they been ca- home.
1: Well, they came out when your family was here, and then I just, I was like, I don't want to just watch, I'll, I'll wait until they're all out, and then I'll just watch them all. But we haven't done that yet. So maybe we'll do that this weekend. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be we fun. We can have a, a an episode where we discuss the Forces of Destiny shorts.
2: That sounds like a plan to me. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and there are also, uh, a lot of people have been asking when we were go- going to get a Padme doll from Forces of Destiny. Uh, the dolls have started showing up in stores. And at San Diego Comic-Con yesterday, they revealed the um, Padme doll uh, that is going to be out soon. And she's wearing her pilot outfit. From Attack the Clones, which I thought was really cool. Um, And it's actually a really cool doll. Uh, So I'm wondering now if her uh, Forces of Destiny short will involve um, that outfit somehow.
2: Ooh, that would be neat.
1: Yeah, there's eight more coming out in October, so...
2: And uh, Donna Rebellion has a new RPG sourcebook, which I need to get because it looks like there's some amazing art in there.
1: <laughs> so that's so that goes with the, all the other Fantasy Flight.
2: Yes, yeah, things. that pairs with uh, that pairs with um, uh, yeah, all the other uh, Fantasy Flight games. Uh, a big compendium of resources uh, that you can use as you're crafting and playing through a campaign.
1: Okay. So does that? So it's a it's a it's a different book from the the one we're doing the age of rebellion yeah okay uh, I'm but confused re- the resources can <laughs> cross the resources
2: can cross over into any uh other fantasy flight material you're using
1: nice yeah i saw some of the artwork and it looked really cool
2: yeah my I, uh I, I want it yes. i want it okay strap in we have a lot of publishing news
1: yes we do <laughs> uh so uh san diego comic con san diego was this week is is this weekend still is going on now yes uh and we knew we weren't going to get a lot of star wars news movie wise because d23 was last weekend which we will talk about next uh but of course there's a lot of publishing news at comic-con because uh del rey is there and marvel is there so um we got new information on the leia book um princess of alderaan which is coming out uh September first, I believe. Um, that's why Claudia Gray. Uh, we knew about that already, but um, there was some more information revealed where um, they talked about how it's basically Leia when she's a teenager. She's about sixteen years old uh, during, and it's about her joining the rebellion and they also reveal that there will be a lot of bale and breha in it uh you know leia's perspectives of them which is wonderful because we don't have a lot of breha at all
2: oh um, that's gonna be great
1: yeah we've got some more bale thanks to uh the ahsoka book actually <laughs> uh and um you know of course he's in rogue one but um it's you know it will be nice to see her parents Um, And then The Life and Legend of Luke Skywalker is by Ken Liu. Uh, We all knew about that book, but um, they said it's going to be like the Canterbury Tales, where it's all these kids basically on their way to Canto Bight, and they all tell stories about Luke Skywalker that they've heard. I
2: love that pitch so much.
1: I do, too. It's like Shadows of Mindor, what I loved about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're doing it in a
2: what's truth what's legends who knows
1: i know i i love it it's i i'm so excited for that book i really i really really and i've i've been wanting to read ken lou um it, there's a lot of authors i want to read it's just necessarily i don't really read the genres that they write in or their books just haven't necessarily piqued my interest so whenever one of those authors ends up writing Star Wars, I'm like, Yay! I can read their stuff. And then, you know, go read their other books if I like it. Um, and then we, uh, the Phasma book and comic, uh, we also knew about those. But um, I, we, I think, I think we kind of suspected the Phasma book was going to be backstory. But that's really the only thing that they have said about it is that it's going to be about her backstory, how she left her planet and. Um, and then the comic is how she escaped from Starkiller base so those are all the ones we knew about so then we got a bunch of other books that were new to us yes and the first one is tales from canto byte which is a uh, it's an anthology because it's by four authors but they're all it's their novella length stories so this is going to be like an actual novel length Books. so like if you think of like the um the perfect weapon novella i am assuming they're sort of similar to that length but there's four of them so that's pretty substantial um and the authors for those are uh saladin ahmed uh ray carson um john jackson miller which is very exciting and ah oh, who's the other person Ah, uh, oh uh mira grant that's right Mira Grant. <laughs> i was like uh who is who is seanan mcguire uh who writes a crap ton of books um mm-hmm. so yeah if you if you don't know who mira grant is she is seanan mcguire that's one of her pen names and i'm
2: excited it's three very exciting newcomers to star wars and yes. one loved veteran
1: yeah i'm really excited um to to read all of their stuff um i've i've heard a lot about Again, Saladin Ahmed and um Mir Grant slash Seanan Maguire haven't read their stuff, so I'm really excited to dive into it. And also, um, John Jackson Miller, you know, he's he's wonderful in whatever he writes in Star Wars. So I'm glad to see him back.
2: Uh just a really, really exciting uh anthology there. Yep. I'm really liking all of the uh all of the shorts, all of the anthologies that are Just kind of coming down the pipe.
1: I like it because it lets more authors write Star Wars, you know, rather than I I mean, I like the authors that they get. They have this in the stable to write novels, you know, but it's it's cool to bring in new authors for novellas or short stories. And then, you know, if they do well or, you know, really like their stuff or they want to keep writing Star Wars, then... It, you basically try out, you know. So. Um, there was also a comic announcement. Uh, Marvel will be doing an adaptation of the Throne novel that just came out.
2: What year is it? Adapting Tim <laughs> Zahn's novels into comics.
1: Right? <laughs> uh, I am excited about this. I, I would be more excited if it was a new story. Um, I... I I, my, my feelings of comics are quite well known, so I will not bore you with them, but there, there are certain characters and plot lines that will get me to read comics. Thrawn is one of those characters that will get me to read a comic, but I kind of wish it was a new story. Um, it, the art will be nice and also, uh, you know, prices in it. So that'll be cool. Um, and I haven't read the Rogue One comic adaptation, but it's the same author, Jody Hauser, Um, and I've heard that that adaptation is really good. So that'll be cool to to see how they how they adapt it because it's a it's a you know hefty book and there's a lot going on there. And if it's a miniseries, you know, I yeah, it's gonna
2: how. be a lot to get into. a handful of comics,
1: right? Um, and I'm also hoping that if it does well that perhaps um they will do more thron stories if hopefully he does not he does not die after rebels
2: <laughs> we shall see there uh, a picture book <laughs> that has us all very happy
1: it does just
2: because it's called chewy and the porgs
1: What more do you need?
2: Chewy and Porgs. It's perfect.
1: It's Chewy leading a bunch of Porgs on a march. It's like March of the Porgs, but instead Uh, of Morgan Freeman, it's Chewbacca. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, I'm going to buy this.
2: I'm going to read it in the voice of Morgan Freeman.
1: Oh, my God. I wonder. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to buy it and put it on the bookshelf for our future child. Aww. I really need to buy like all of the kids books for our future child. But this one, I mean, you know, they're making Star Wars books ad nauseum. So, you know, whenever that comes, we'll have enough books to buy. Yeah, but I, I need I need this one because <laughs> it looks so cute.
2: Duh. Uh, and this one has me really excited. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt Squadron, a middle grade book by Elizabeth Wine.
1: Yes, uh, Elizabeth Wine is the author of Codename Verity and Rose Under Fire. Um, Codename Verity was a very popular book. I think it won a bunch of awards. Um, I have not read it yet, but I have it on Kindle, thanks to a Kindle sale. Um, and will probably put it on the book club sometime next year. Uh, but I am... She, that book was about female pilots, uh, codenamed Verity. Um, so I am super excited to see what she does with this. And the, the star of Cobalt Squadron, the book is Rose Tico, and her sister is also in it. So it's basically about the bomber, it's the Cobalt Squadron, other bombers, and you know, about them, the pilots, and the mechanics. So very cool. Yes. More more lady pilots all of these
2: middle grade books that disney publishing has been putting out have been great
1: they have and and this one is um also has art by phil noto uh which the cover is very similar to the other journey to the force awakens books that we got um and before the awakening so um, those were all solid so i'm i'm really excited about this one
2: Absolutely. And the last big piece of news, which we were both just thrilled to discover, uh, we got the author for The Last Jedi novelization, and it is Jason Fry.
1: I was bouncing in my chair so excited yesterday when I saw this. Um, it was like, I think the last thing that they put up, the one of the last slides that they put up. Um, and I was like, I saw the Cobalt Squadron slide and I was like, wait, what is that book? And then the next thing I see is the slide of The Last Jedi. And I was like, holy crap, is that Jason Fry's name? He's writing The Last Jedi novelization. And then I just caps locked, flailed on Twitter for like 10 minutes. Like, I just, I could not get over my excitement for it. Uh, you know, not just because Jason is a wonderful author, but. I we've we've had him on the show a bunch of times. We've you know ha- hung out with him at celebrations, and he's really uh, he's really great with fans in general. Uh, so he's he's just he's a great person, and we've been wanting him to write a novel for so long, a Delray Rey novel, and for him to get it for this book. Is really awesome.
2: Uh, I'm. I am thrilled. Uh, and he's written. He wrote the best Luke Skywalker since Shadows of Mindor.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I. I. I'm. I'm tempted to say it's better than Shadows of Mindor. Um. I don't. I haven't read Mindor in a while, so it's. It, but it's also hard to compare them because they're at such different points yeah. in Luke's life. But it. Um. That that. Um. His portrayal of Luke was amazing. Um, The Servants of the Empire books are fantastic. If you haven't read them, you should. Um, His Jupiter Pirates books are wonderful. Uh, And then all of his short stories that he wrote, he wrote the Sloan story in The Rise of the Empire, Bind Up. Um, That short story is amazing. Um, And I I think that was the first thing he wrote for Delray. Um, because they've been trying to get him to write stuff, but he does—he does so much. In addition to the Last Jedi novelization, he's also writing the Cross Sections book, and then another um, book. I think about Cobalt Squadron. That's kind of like the Ray Survival Guide thing, and he's done a ton of. Uh, um, sh- reference books he did the atlas and the guide to warfare among basically he's extremely freaking prolific <laughs> and yay he's finally writing a del rey novel and it's the last I novelization um i normally don't care at all about novelizations um i was i was glad to see alexander freed write rogue one um, I have still not read it or The Force Awakens novelization. <laughs> Actually, I have not read a Star Wars novelization since The Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, I've read all the OT ones, but not um, anything since Phantom Menace, mainly because I'm reading other books. So I'm just like, oh, novelization, eh. This one, this one I'm going to read.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I am thrilled to pick this one up.
1: And it's gonna be a lot of Luke. And I'm so excited.
2: Ah, so excited. And
1: the editors from Jallway are are already teasing that he is his ideas have made them cry.
2: <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on, we've got some theme park news. Now, mm-hmm. we're only gonna touch on this a little bit, and I'll tell you why at the end of the show. But just mm-hmm. bear with us. Um Star Wars Land finally has a name. It is called Star. It is called Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. Okay. <laughs> not not a fan of the name.
1: Uh, no, because I was expecting
2: like a planet, a name? planet name. Yeah,
1: like how it's Pandora. A- yeah,
2: Avatar Land is Pandora, the world, the world of world Avatar. Name. Uh,
1: I was expecting like this planet will be Corilia, for lack of a better example. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we go. I'm like, I, I would rather say, I'm going to go visit Curlia and not, I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge. Unless uh, that is the planet name.
2: Well, and the problem is, uh, it's more cumbersome to say than Star Wars Land. Yeah. <laughs> where a planet would have been less cumbersome to say than Star Wars Land.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, so if you've been to the we're visiting World of Harry Potter... Um most people a lot of people call it Harry Potter World or Harry Potter Land. Um it's officially the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But there's two sections now cuz there's it's there's expansions in two parks. There's Hogsmeade, which was the original, and Diagon Alley, which is the newer one in Universal Studios. So usually when if When we go to one of those, we'll say, do you want to go to Hogsmeade or we're going to go to Diagon Alley or where do you want to go first? Hogsmeade. Oh, let's go this, you know, so you're calling it by the place name, uh, not, you know, Wizarding World of Harry Potter or Harry Potter Land.
2: Yeah, you, you call it by the place name rather than a title.
1: Yeah. So I was I was hoping to learn more about the planet itself, um, I'm assuming that will come later since we've got two years um since it opens, and when it opens we'll get all the backstory.
2: Indeed, yeah. And
1: books about the land. <laughs>
2: uh that's gonna be so great. Um there was, however, over at D twenty three, uh there was a Thursday media preview and uh the one inch scale model mm-hmm. was uh unveiled. Yes. This was the Disneyland-specific model, not the Hollywood Studios model that will be more relevant to us, but it should be pretty similar.
1: Yes. They it, it should be pretty much almost identical. Um, there will be some differences, because the entrances aren't the same, you know, obviously. But um, I'm excited.
2: Yeah. Uh, head over to Nerdist and uh, see Amy Ratcliffe's uh, picture gallery. That she took from the uh, preview night. There's a lot of interesting stuff to see there. It looks like there's a Resistance side and a First Order side.
1: Yes. Complete with X-Wings and uh, TIE Fighters.
2: X-Wings, TIE Fighters, Millennium Falcon. There's an A-Wing somewhere in there. Uh, There was also a uh, model of the E-Ticket ride vehicle, Escape from the First Order.
1: Yes. There's two uh there's two rides
2: yeah so there's uh two rides one e-ticket is uh, escape from the first order and the second ride is a millennium falcon ride yes uh and in addition we discovered that uh star wars will forever consume our money and will never be able to move away from <laughs> florida because they are opening a star wars resort
1: right a
2: resort <laughs> hotel
1: oh yeah um so we're probably going to go at some point even though it's going to be super expensive. It'll be a once in a lifetime bucket list thing.
2: Yeah, uh, some people uh some people save up for a once in a lifetime trip to Europe. <laughs> we save up for a once in a lifetime experience to LARP in Star Wars.
1: Right? <laughs> it's going to be an
2: incredibly immersive experience complete with proper costuming. Uh storyline adventures you will be totally immersed and role-playing star wars while you're staying at this hotel and in the park
1: i'm super excited about it
2: shut up and take my money
1: i would i wish that um i am thinking that you're not going to be able to get into the hotel unless you're actually staying there um because of the immersion I wish that we could just go and hang out in the lobby and, like, the bar and just get drinks or, you know, the restaurant or whatever. But I think it's going to be limited to the patrons of the hotel, which I can understand. But we'll at least have Star Wars land. (laughs) We'll at least have Star
2: Wars land. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then the other thing that's not Star Wars... Related, but we're very excited about but is space themed, is that uh there will be a new table service restaurant opening at Epcot near the Mission Space uh ride, which will be space themed. So I'm excited about that. Epcot already has the best food and restaurants, so uh another one is is great.
2: Absolutely. Uh that brings us over now into Big's bullshit and we don't have too much, just a couple of Ron Howard tweets.
1: <laughs> well, we have a lot of uh Last Jedi news. We do, we, we do. That's our Kami's concerns. But uh, so they did not reveal anything at D23 about the Han Solo movie, which I did not think they would. Um uh Ron Howard, though, has been on Twitter and Instagram, uh dropping some pictures that actually reveal things. Uh he started off by like taking pictures of his drive to work and like water bottles and like random things you couldn't really tell what they were on the set. Then he started tweeting actual stuff. Uh he said, "Can you guess whose closet this is?" and had a picture of some very brightly colored jackets and what looked to be capes. Uh, he had two different pictures on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, so, Lando, of course. <laughs> um, then there was a um, a picture of him. Uh, he... Uh, captioned it, Chewie checking the, sh- the shot. And it's uh, Chewie um, looking into the monitors with two other crew members um, there. And on the monitor you can see that it's two Wookiees that look like they're in an, imbr- an embrace. Um, so are we going to actually see Chewie's family on screen? Oh. I think so. For the first time since the holiday special, <laughs> will they canonize parts? Can they, can we not canonize the the gross grandpa?
2: Yeah, we can. Can he we can be leave kicked that out? Behind?
1: Uh, well, they already. Um, they already canonized
2: his, his son. Yeah, his
1: son's in. They talked about Chewie's wife in some of the other books, um, and 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 in Life Debt. So, um, yeah, I, I'm wondering if we're. I'm assuming we're going to be seeing the rescue of Chewie. Um, and it's going to be really heartbreaking if his family is still there in Aww. slavery and he's not. Uh, yeah, They're going to make me sad about Wookiees. Okay. Also, can I, can I say something, uh, SJWE, which is we're going to get a Wookiee kiss before we get a LGBTQ kiss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had to bring it down. <laughs> yep. But yes, I would just like to point out, you know, if you're if, you know who
2: knows, maybe uh, the last Jedi will surprise us. <laughs> Not holding my breath. Don't think
1: so. I don't I'll be surprised if we have any kisses in The Last Jedi. Because uh, you know, now that Han is dead, uh No one has anyone to kiss anymore. (laughs)
2: Nope. Aww. Aww. Uh,
1: Then there's another uh, picture. He said, uh, lining up a shot today from my director's monitor. And it is the cockpit of the Falcon. And Lando is in there. Um, There was another picture. I can't find... Oh, oh, it's this one. Um, So... That one was him, was uh just Lando in the cockpit. And then there was another picture that, sa- picture that said hyperspace is real. My first experience. Wow. And it was the, um. so if you saw any of the uh, behind the scenes shots f- from Rogue One, you saw how they rigged up with like hyperspace, like projections onto the walls. Um, and so that's what it is. And in the monitor, if you zoom and enhance, you can see it's Lando in the cockpit again. Um, And he's not just in the cockpit, he's in the pilot seat, Mm -hmm. like the captain's chair. So, Han still owns the Falcon, or Lando still owns the Falcon here?
2: He seems like he might still be uh, in possession of the Falcon here.
1: I saw someone speculate that the last scene of the movie is going to be the sabacc. Oh,
2: game. that would be great. I don't
1: think it would. I don't think it will. Cause I don't think that's a good climax to the movie, but I can see that happening towards the end of the movie. Um, and then there being some sort of thing after that. But so, yeah. So from these tweets, we can uh, gather a few things. There will be Wookiee uh, kisses. And Lando is flying the Falcon. Excellent. And that's all we know about the Han Solo movie. <laughs>
2: that's all there is. Uh, still, yeah. don't even have a title.
1: Ew, #Hashtag Untitled Han Solo. Well,
2: movie. they're they're still saying they're aiming for. Uh... May of next year. I
1: think that's.
2: I I still think that's optimistic, but we'll see.
1: Not gonna happen.
2: All yeah. right, Cammy's concerns. We've got some news out of D twenty three. Well, really, just one big thing we want to talk about out of D twenty three. Yeah, we got a behind the scenes sizzle reel.
1: We did.
2: Oh, uh, there's so much good stuff in it. Where do we even start?
1: Um. Well, we can bring it up <laughs> uh, and go through. Uh, I'll put it on mute and I'll put it on, I'll, I'll play it on mute and then, uh, we will go through it. Excellent.
2: That sounds like a great plan.
1: Uh, this is not what I wanted.
2: And while you're bringing that up, uh, (laughs) there were some, uh, posters that were released. Very striking posters. Uh, it was, um, uh, Poe, Ray, Finn, um, kylo kylo leia leia luke yep very striking red uh you can only see part of their faces and they were i want them all to frame yeah.
1: the luke one is now my
2: uh phone background
1: phone background my <laughs> lot my lock screen my our wedding pictures are still my background no on the actual phone Aww. but my lock screen changes often and that it is. That now is my currently lifespan. what it is. It used to be that it was the last Jedi teaser poster, and now so um, so this is a real uh, you know it shows a lot of background stuff the huts on Octo sets of the Falcon um, Chewy with hair curler
2: that's a great shot.
1: Um, there is a shot with a bunch of speeders. Which um, look kind of fancy, so I'm wondering if that's Canto bite stuff. Um, there's a cool shot of all the red dust kicking up over the um, cameras. That
2: is a great shot. Yeah. It's shot in slow motion. You see this splash of red mm-hmm. uh, coming over the top of a camera and, and the camera operator.
1: Yeah. There's Ray in her resistance vest.
2: Which is such a great costume.
1: It is. And then her but her hair is wet, so we're doing what she's been doing. Uh, Chewy in a campfire? By um, the Falcon. By the Falcon. Um, there looks to be a lot of grain around, so I don't know. I don't think this is Octo. octo I think this is somewhere else. Because where they, where he landed the Falcon on Octo was like you know a landing like,
2: pad near the water.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if it was an actual landing pad or just you know rock. But yeah, this one you can definitely see a, you know trees next to it and in the background. So I'm wondering where this is supposed to be. Um. Uh, we got shots of Ryan Johnson. There's one shot where they're um, setting up a shot in water um like he's waist deep in water um and later on we see a shot of someone i believe it's ray diving into the water so it makes me wonder what they are searching for or doing in the water (laughs) also uh you know (laughs) ray's lived her whole life in the desert (laughs) that's kind of weird for her although wondering if uh she is
2: learning how to swim part of Jedi training?
1: Maybe. Or if she knew how to swim before she landed on Jakku, because she was like five or six when it happened. Um, there's a shot of Finn in a pilot's outfit. Ooh, yay! So speculate away. Is he being a pilot, or is it out of necessity? Or
2: Now, there were those two-seater bomber craft. yes. Oh, he, uh, so hey, maybe he's not piling, but he's flying, bon- or he's flying gunner.
1: He he could he uh he he knows how to do that. With thank you, uh... this is all very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. Uh, and then there's the shot that is possibly my favorite. Um, the wide shot of Mark and Ryan Johnson sitting on sitting in a cage. It looks like a cavern. Um, Mark is in his uh, the white costume. Um, so I am wondering where is this cavern supposed to be? <laughs> uh, it looks really cool. Is this on Octo or is this someplace else? Because we see him in a different outfit on Octo, um, the dark, the darker one. Um, so. I'm wondering if this is in the be- near the beginning of the movie, um, and if so, where the heck is this cave on Octo? Where is this cave well, on the I, island? I think
2: I think we're supposed to I think we're supposed to believe that Octo is larger than Skellig Michael,
1: right? But how do they get there? <laughs> and when do they go there? <laughs> do they just get in the Falcon and they're like, "All right, take us to this island," <laughs> uh, or or does he change back and this is somewhere else? Is this a flashback? I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, we got a shot of Leia on what looks to be like salt flats or snowy place. Um, and it looks like she's talking to Ray. Uh, you can only see the back of her head, but it's, you know, the same hairstyle. Um, and Leia looks upset about something um which i've heard people say speculate that um it's because ray does not bring luke back with her and if that is the case i will be a very angry person (laughs) because i need them to reunite in this movie or else they won't (laughs) and i'll be very mad about that um so yeah Any speculation about that, Brian?
2: No. All these shots are just so pretty. Uh,
1: And then we get Luke taking the lightsaber.
2: And yeah, that's...
1: A close-up of him taking the lightsaber and then a farther pulled back shot. Um, He's got the green things on his hand. So do they do that in motion capture?
2: Yeah, that's all motion capture. Those are just markers to replace and post later.
1: Ah, that's kind of cool. It is. <laughs> uh so yeah, um that her giving him the lightsaber is kind of amazing to me. Um also like because in the the end shot, she's still further away from him when she hands out the lightsaber. So Who approaches who? I know! I, I think she does because he looks like he's still close to the rock. Um uh. I need to know, like, what they say to each other. <laughs> um, and then there's a shot of Mark uh, talking. Uh, this is in his, he has this different outfit on, the the brown one, um, and shots of Skellig Michael or um, where they recreated Skellig Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a shot of what I think is Dubrovnik. Um a shot of Kylo Ren in his new costume, um, some room that's like red all around it, and it kind of looks like it could be a throne room, maybe? Um, it definitely looks Imperial.
2: Yeah, oh, it has hugely Imperial vibes to it. Yes. Or er, First Order, Imperial, whatever.
1: Yes, and then there's a shot of the uh, of a Resistance hangar. It looks like there's A-Wings and pose X-Wing. Um, and that's, I think, pr- a reverse shot of what we see in the trailer where the X Wing gets blown up again. Mm-hmm. Um, a shot in the Resistance uh, Bridge or whatever it is um, with Ryan Johnson talking to Carrie um, in costume and he's wearing a lobster sweater.
2: <laughs> and thank you to the sleuths on Twitter for finding out exactly where you too can purchase the lobster sweater. <laughs>
1: weird. Uh it looks like there is a um a one of the officers is a Asian male with a uh, older Asian male with white hair.
2: Very interesting, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh And then there is shots of Daisy um coming out of a helicopter on Skellig, I'm assuming it was Skellig. Um, and then a shot of um what looks like a hanger set, but it doesn't you can't really tell. But it's Oscar, uh John, uh uh why Kelly? Kelly <laughs> And uh Rose uh, Rose
2: The other flower. Daisy.
1: Daisy. <laughs> Confusing! <laughs> There's Daisy and Rose! Uh, and Daisy all together. Um, oh
2: my god, I am so happy they are all together.
1: Well, eh, I'm gonna burst your bubble on that one. Uh, because John and Kelly are in costume. I can't tell if Oscar and Daisy are in costume. Uh, Oscar is wearing like a black jacket and a black shirt, which could be be a Poe costume but I don't think it is and Daisy is wearing a big jacket so you can't see if she's in costume so I don't know if this is just them fooling around uh they're all on set because Mark Hamill was on set for First Awakens a lot and he was not in any of the movie so whenever like later on uh he mentioned something about the Canto bite casino set and people are like, Oh, so is Luke there? And I'm like, ah, ah,
2: ah.
1: Nope. Cause he was on the Falcon set in TFA. So, but
2: now is Lucasfilm just messing with us when they do that? Yes. Or does Mark just like hanging out on set?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Both are true. Um, but I like that they are all hanging around together. Um, and it looks like Kelly just, you know, fit right in with the group. And Finn is still like, wearing post jacket.
2: <laughs> oh, Finn.
1: Uh, then there's a shot of Rey fighting with her staff on Skellig. Um, or not? I don't know if she's fighting or just training um, with the resistance outfit. There's some sort of uh, new weapon that the stormtroopers have that looks like a claw. Uh, <laughs> the space, the
2: claw. Uh,
1: space horse
2: space horse this is very in important a, in a space stable
1: horse. I, I don't know why it's there there's also a, a space wolf it looks like it's like crystal-y uh, so I'm wondering where the heck these dudes are um, there's another sh- underwater shot um, and actually underwater because there's a scuba diver there um, and then the shot of Ray jumping into the water. Oh. What is she doing? What is she doing?
2: I saw someone speculate uh, she's swimming to Luke's sunken X-wing
1: mm-hmm. or his saber.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: she gives him another one. So like, <laughs> stop giving me these things. I'm trying not to be a Jedi. Oh, uh, and then we get some shots of the Cantobite Casino and this little slug alien dude dapper alien tiny alien guy which is really cute and i i like i like him uh there's a shot of lupita in her mocap outfit so uh
2: maz, is, maz back. is
1: back which our cat is happy about um i hey, want maz i wonder what the context is
2: that i'm really curious about
1: because apparently she was supposed to be in the Later scenes in the Force Awakens, and she just didn't get in there. Yeah, um, that those scenes w- got
2: uh, left on the cutting room floor.
1: Yeah, but she supposedly came back with them on the Falcon. Um, if you if you believe the shot of her handing Leia the the lightsaber, um, but I'm wondering if they're going to keep that or do something different. Um, and then there's a really interesting shot. It's uh, Laura Dern. In her costume as uh, Vice Admiral Amylin Hodo, is that her name? Welcome,
2: welcome.
1: <laughs> She's not Effie Trinket. <laughs> uh, she is greeting Leia, um, but of course we don't know—is it the characters greeting each other, or is it the actors greeting each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I am intrigued by the idea of them being on screen together because it's two older women in a scene together, talking to each other.
2: That's so great. Yes. On You know, Laura Dern's awesome. I'm really excited to see what she's actually doing.
1: I know. We, like, we don't Wars. really know anything about her character. I
2: think. wasn't expecting, I know I said this when we got the character reveals, but I really wasn't expecting a military rank attached to her character.
1: Right? Oh, okay, so Laura Dern, I just Googled, she's 50. So I, I shouldn't even say older actress because <laughs> that's not that old. <laughs> 50s, not old. Um, so, uh, no, oh, shot of Poe in the cockpit looking smoldering. Ow! As. And he's wearing a different jacket. He's wearing a darker jacket. So, that might he might have been in costume in the other. In yeah, the he other may shot. have been in costume. But you can see there's the. Uh, he's kind of wearing like a. Like a bomber, bomber jacket, jacket. Wait, there's a patch on his left arm yeah, he i'm starboard. getting
2: real like uh, world war ii b-17 crew vibes
1: yeah there's a starboard patch um is it i can't tell if it's an x-wing or not that he's in it doesn't look like an x-wing canopy
2: uh it might be those weird bomber things yeah or it might be saw. an a-wing could be an a-wing
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's... Although
2: I, I did look at that shot a little while ago, and uh-huh. the rest of the assembly doesn't quite look A-wingy.
1: Ah, uh, okay. But he he's not in his costume, so... Or he's not in his flight suit, so... Uh, and he's got five o'clock shadow. <laughs> uh, a shot of Hux, uh, looking stern, as usual. Uh, more of John in his, uh costume. There's Chewie on what looks like one of the resistance bridges. So, he goes back. Did they go with him? Mm. Please. So, I think we talked about this on another episode. Uh with the during the Vanity Fair uh articles yeah. that came out where Oscar Isaac says something about how watching Mark Hamill play Luke Skywalker was so crazy because you're like seeing one of your heroes in front of you. Um, And he mentioned something about scenes near the end of the movie that were, you know, it implied that there were scenes there, that were, there were action sequences at the end that Mark was in. I just want to
2: see him wipe the floor with the knights of red
1: well i think that's probably beforehand mm, i think true, that's probably early, early in the movie um if that happens but like you know towards the end i'm wondering like is that when he comes back to the resistance um and is poe in that scene or is it just they were on set when this was going on um because
2: wouldn't you want to be on set just to see that being filmed
1: uh yeah uh there's you know more shots of them uh, of Chewie, of finn daisy running on akto with her lightsaber uh it's a very cool shot uh got a shot of phasma um and then there's the shot of ray uh, practicing with her lightsaber on the edge of the cliff, and it looks like a different angle from the shot that we see that in the we saw trailer. In the first trailer, yeah. That w- amazing wide shot. Um, I
2: really love all of the aerial shots yeah. they're using in Star Wars now. Yeah, they didn't used to use these.
1: Uh, John and Kelly laughing. Uh, Kylo looking very distressed, uh, with his scar prominent um another shot of that bridge with Ryan in the lobster sweater this time Poe is also there in his flight suit um so this looks like some sort of briefing and um I'm wondering if that's the scene where Leia slaps Poe <laughs> as we've heard about so famously um a shot of Archu and the Falcon oh I hope oh, I want I want to see Luke and R 2s reunion too. Uh, there's a shot of Chewy. Uh, looks like he's in the Falcon, uh, the Falcon's cockpit.
2: I just love the idea of uh, them escaping off Octo, running into the Falcon, and uh, and. Um,
1: <clears throat> I know what you're gonna say, and I hate you for it.
2: <laughs> Ray shout, Ray shouting, Gunner seats. Luke interrupts. I know.
1: Why? Why do you do this to me?
2: Because I care.
1: Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, shot of three PO. Um, a shot of Luke on Octo. Um, he's looking back towards Ray. It looks like it might be part of the shot, um, a continuation of the "It's time for the Jedi to end" shot, where Luke and en- leaves that little hut. And then Ray follows him, maybe, and he turns around to talk to her. Because he's he's got a bag. He's got a satchel. What is he doing? <laughs> uh also, where did he get that outfit from? <laughs> he's got a pretty wide war pretty f- wide wardrobe well, I mean, for it's only being. He <laughs> just take alternates. <laughs> uh Leia looking stern, uh, and angry in her outfit. Um I miss the other general outfit.
2: The other general outfit was really good.
1: I mean, I like her in the fancy clothes, but I like her in the fancy clothes when there's a reason for her to be, and I like her in the general clothes when she's like military being mode, Leia. Yes, uh, a shot of Finn in his peeling pod thingy, jigger opening. Um, a shot of Phasma with stormtroopers with, uh, explosions going on. Um, there's a shot that looks like Poe is sliding. Uh, and it, it has to be crate because it looks like, like those flats. And it looks like he's sliding in red stuff, which I don't know if that's the dust. Um, it looks like the same outfit... In that other cockpit shot. So it's probably yeah. one of those bombers. It looks like there might be trenches on there. Ooh. Uh, and then there's a shot of some dude flying through the air in the Cantobite casino. Uh, explosion or force? We don't know. Uh, dapper aliens.
2: So many dapper aliens.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, Rose looking distressed. Uh, there's a shot of DJ, a.k.a. Benicio del Toro, with a weird hat. Uh, And BB-8 is in the shot. Um, Again, we don't know anything else about DJ (laughs) or what he's doing. Uh, There's a shot of a gunner. Uh, I believe that is Paige Tico, a.k.a. Rose's sister. Speculation was, I saw on Twitter, that um, Rose looks sad because her sister something bad happens to her. I don't
2: want that to happen. I know. Oh.
1: But but the good thing is is that there's multiple women. So if one of them dies, it's not like there's that's all there is. See what happens Star Wars when you add more women into your cast. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Ryan Johnson giving the thumbs up. Mark Hamill smiling. Oh. Which I want someone to cap that and like Because it's like, Luke, Luke, you're happy. Be happy. Uh, There's a shot of Adam Driver practicing uh, fighting against two dudes that look like they've got staves, not lightsabers. And I'm wondering who they are supposed to be. Um, like, Because he's fighting against them. And then later on, we also see Daisy fighting against people with the staves. So I'm wondering, are they fighting against the same people or are these two different shots? Very confusing. Yes. Uh, a shot on Octo of, um, I think they're it's like a commemoration shoot day one of 100. So they've got like a little plaque and uh, they're singing the Star Wars song. And Mark is in costume. Daisy's got a jacket on because it's cold there. <laughs> uh, and there's a shot of John in what looks like the candle bite set. Uh, he's wearing Poe's clothes.
2: Because he doesn't have his own wardrobe. No. Poor guy. Uh,
1: shot of running through the corridors. I think that's the shot we see of Poe and Finn, or, or Poe and BB-8, because I see BB-8 there. I can't see Poe. Um, some sort of... Spacecraft. It's First order-y, and it looks like Hux is in it. Hux or someone with a hat is flying this ship and I don't know who it is. In the First Order. Um and there's Daisy fighting the dudes. Uh f- looks like Finn uh patting the shoulder of some kids. I don't know where they are. It's on Cantobite or somewhere else. Uh Daisy doing some sort of stunt where she falls on wire. More aliens. And then we get the Porg.
2: Ah, the Porg. Everyone's favorite part of the trailer.
1: The Porg.
2: So cute, those Porgs. I want one.
1: We're going to get a stuffed one, right?
2: We are going to get a stuffed one. We're going to get several stuffed ones.
1: (laughs) Uh, Finn in jail.
2: (laughs) That's not good.
1: Uh, Rose, I think, is also there. Judging by the, the hairstyle of the person next to him. Uh, and then there's a shot of Ryan Johnson climbing out of what looks like a trench and there's red around it. So I think this is also on crate. Yeah, I'm so pretty I sure that's on that shot's on are crate. Or trench is on crate. Um uh Rose and Finn in first order uniforms. So
2: undercover.
1: That's what you gotta do in a Star Wars movie. Uh, some shots of Kylo Ren's helmet looking busted up. Um, explosions on an A-wing. Someone f- falling uh, in, a f- in a flight suit and it looks like there's a bunch of like bombs or circular things they're flying through. That doesn't look good. Uh, there's a shot of uh, Oscar, Carrie, and Mary Lou Hamill on set uh, looks like it's like on at pinewood like outside because they're wearing normal clothes and he's and oscar is hugging carrie and giving her a kiss so sweet uh bb-8 we didn't, haven't seen a lot of bb-8
2: yeah bb-8 has not been in much of the uh, material
1: yeah see uh kylo ren looking upset again uh ray fighting with her staff uh cando bite which looks really really cool um a shot of Mark and Carrie being goofy together. Looks like it's that same same shot. Carrie's wearing the same clothes. More porgs! Porgs on set. Uh a shot of Billy Lord. Um a shot of Luke walking down the hill on ACTO, which is really, really pretty. Uh explosion of some sort on a bridge uh i can't tell if this is supposed to be first order or resistance i think it looks first order yeah it's first order by the uniforms uh john and daisy dancing
2: which has already been gift thank you internet
1: yeah uh so they're dancing and it looks Snowy-ish. like i think it's crates because it looks like the same landscape where her and Leia were earlier. Okay. But de- Rey has a different costume. It looks a lot more uh, like her first costume, but it's darker um, and kind of Jedi-ish. Uh, John seems to be wearing the same outfit, except he might have his Imperial stuff boots still on. Uh, There's a shot of people around a table. Looks like it might be some sort of briefing uh, with Poe, Rose, and Sin. Because Poe's got that jacket on again. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't tell where that's supposed to be. Another shot of Kylo looking distressed. Then there's that really great shot of Rey with the hood on with her lightsaber. (sighs) Oh.
2: I'm gonna need that action figure.
1: That looks so good. Yes. Uh, and then there's Carrie talking about how it's like family, and Our that's what's so powerful again. about it. And then a shot of her saluting on set. <sighs> and then after we cry, there's Admiral Akbar holding up a the clapboard and saying, "It's a wrap," because of course.
2: And that is your trailer or your <laughs> teaser.
1: Behind the, real. <laughs> Behind the scenes reel.
2: Behind the scenes real. I gotta write the third time. Uh there is a lot of really interesting stuff in there. So
1: takeaways, Brian. What are <sighs> your takeaways?
2: I think this is going to have all the Starfighter stuff that I didn't quite get from TFA.
1: Mm, there was tight ty- there's. There, there was. Stuff. I mean there
2: was way more in TFA than there was in the entire prequel trilogy. Yes. Um but I think there's gonna be more I yeah, especially when you pair it with um that shot from the first trailer showing uh, the two fleets converging in space.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm
2: excited for that. So
1: we've got that and we've also got um, the the crate scene as well. So.
2: Yeah, that'll be yeah. great. Um, I'm getting the impression that there are three very divergent storylines going on at the same time here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Poe was off doing one thing, Ray and Luke are off doing one thing, and, uh, Rose and Finn are off doing one thing, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be, I think this is gonna be a weavy plot kind of movie.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the different, like, plots that are going on and where the characters end up going, and it just, it's all very complicated to me, so I'm just gonna not, (laughs) not speculate on anything.
2: Ag- agreed. Yeah. Um This movie looks really pretty though.
1: Yes. And yeah,
2: I'm I'm excited. Can it be December now?
1: I know. Like I was excited. I'm I'm super excited about the movie, and now I'm super excited to read the novelization. So
2: <sighs> Yes. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. Um well that's gonna wrap it up for Cammy's concerns. Now And just about wrap us up for the show. Now, you might be wondering, uh, why didn't you guys talk more about uh, Star Wars Land or the new hotel? Because
1: we had a lot of other stuff to talk about.
2: (laughs) That. And tomorrow we are launching a brand new podcast here. It's called The Mouse Droid. I'm hosting it. Haven't decided if this is going to be a once or twice a month show yet. But The Mouse Droid is the intersection of Star Wars and Disney Entertainment. And one of the things we'll be talking a lot about is, of course, the Walt Disney World Resort. What? And the various going-ons there. So we held off that stuff for the new show we are launching tomorrow. Nancy will be joining me on the first episode. I'll be trying to get her on more often. Yes, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I can get you once a month, right? Sure. Sure?
1: Yeah, I guess. Okay. I, have, I need another podcast like I need a hole in the head, but...
2: <laughs> Just once a month for you. Uh, but we are launching that tomorrow, and we are going to be covering the other news out of D23, uh, the various Disney film news, uh, covering their live-action stuff, Star Wars, Marvel, and their animation stuff, as well as the parks and resorts announcements, of which there were a bunch of really cool stuff. If you like Star Wars, and you like Disney Entertainment, and you really like the Disney parks, tune in, we are going to be discussing all of that tomorrow. So. Yay thanks for listening we'll go ahead and wrap this up this episode of tashi station radio has been brought to you in part by you our patreon subscribers on twitter you can find us with the handles tashi underscore station you can find nancy with nancy pants you can find me with lane winry l-a-n-e-w-i-n-r-e-e on facebook we're the tashi station network uh we're available on the itunes store stitcher and google play if you like what you hear please do leave a review it helps us for the show you can find our columns and news at tashi station.net thanks for listening to another episode we'll catch you all next time
0: bye
2: This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. TashiStation Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters.